Why, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode number 22 of the podcast. I will be your host for today, as I always usually normally am, and uh, we're going to jump right on into podcast number 20 freaking two. Can you believe it? 22. I just need 30 more, and I've done an entire year. <laughs> that That's the goal. We're going to keep this up for a year and continue it going for a whole year if I can continue it up for a year and i'm pretty sure i can uh well you know talking about new year a new season for call of duty dropped the uh, season number four dropped after you know the the uh the uh the I, i'm not gonna say it because i don't want to say that i don't want i i got political in a, in a different podcast and i i feel like i shouldn't have because um my idea is that, you know, this is a gaming network. We're going to talk about games, we're going to talk about entertainment, and I'm all about happiness. These next few weeks while we're all going through all this bullshit, it's all about happiness. So, Season 4 dropped with Call of Duty, and obviously, you know, everyone was, you know, thinking, and I mean, there was talk about it, like, as soon as they delayed everything, you know, there was a, there's a, there's a leak that, oh, you know, in, in a week or so they're going to drop it. You know, they're only going to wait a week to drop it or what have you. And uh, the patch size wasn't too bad. It was only 33 gigs for me, which, you know, when you have the amazing internet that I have that I was trying to use for other things, um, 33 gigs is not is not too bad. I think I downloaded that in an hour and a half while watching rewatching the Witcher series. And uh, obviously, I bought the battle pass because I wanted Captain Price. You know who doesn't want Captain Price? So I unlocked Captain Price. I unlocked a couple other things, and I uh, I did get it to about level twenty three, twenty four, I think it was. And so that was pretty awesome. I mean, the the, the Chris Vector. You know, I really like how they're changing the names of stuff like that, so they don't have to get. You know, they're 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 changing stuff up just enough. To where they don't have to worry about, you know, companies coming after them and stuff like that. To be like, oh, this is such and such, or this is what have you. It's just a universally known thing where it's like, okay, this is the M4, or I, I think it's a Kroneni, or or something like that. I, I'm not even, I'm half paying attention right now. But um, they basically make up names to where they don't actually have to say... Oh, well, this is the Chris Vector. And then they have to pay money to Chris Vector to use its rights and stuff like that. So they make a, a very similar version of it, but it's not the actual Chris Vector. And I like the Chris Vector. It it has a wicked fire rate, though. That thing is a beast. Holy shit, can you mag dump on that thing? I like, I, <laughs> I like a good mag dump where it's just and you're done. But this thing is just, and you're done. It's like, God, biscuits. And then uh, it's like a true submachine gun, too. Like, I was uh, I was trying to reach out and touch somebody on a map that I was playing with to, to start off with. And holy biscuits and gravy, kids. It was a, it was a bit of a... <laughs> I, I didn't get them. I hit them, like, once or twice. But I'll freaking tell you what. That thing jumped around like nobody's business. Because I've heard the Vector is supposed to be a very stable platform IRL or in real life or real world no exercise. And I, I thought it was kind of cool to see it put into the game and the design that they have. But man, does that thing jump around. I can't wait to continue and unlock stuff. I think I've only got to like uh, to gun level 8 or 9. I was, I was doing a, 
I was doing a a live stream ish where I was trying to unlock some stuff and have a, have some fun, but I have uh, I have thoroughly realized that the only person that really watches my live streams are is this one really dedicated fan who uh, she will watch anything and everything that I put out, um, which is kind of nice and convenient. But at the same time, if there's only one person watching my live stream, it's a little difficult, you know, a little difficult. And that and my schedule is all jacked up. So, you know, I work a, I work a weird shift. But hey, mm, things may be in the works for that in the future. Things may be in the works for that. So we'll, uh, we'll put a pin in that right now. But season four actually looks pretty good. Uh, they've got a couple of different things to come out. And, you know, they're, it, it, it's not really bad. I mean, Scrapyard is back. I was never the biggest... I was never the biggest fan of Scrapyard to begin with. It's a... It's a it's a damn fine... It is an actual damn fine map to play on. But it's not... It's not the best. It's not the... Well... It... it it's got a really good... It's got a really good mix of a lot of different things. It really does have a, a very good variety of the close quarters, the long range. You know, it you can reach out and touch somebody and all that other fun stuff. So they do. They it does have a lot of positives and a lot of negatives about it, but it's just not. It's not. It's not like shipment or you know a lot of those really early on matches where it's like, oh, this was a badass map. It doesn't have that nostalgia feeling like everything else does. And we're going to borrow from a, a little web, uh, charlieintel.com uh, is helping me out here with the what, what they call, a lot of people call it the roadmap of Call of Duty, where uh, the roadmap is like it tells you what they're going to release and what they're not going to release and stuff like that. So, I mean, you do have the, you know, you do have the, the, the map scrapyard trenches out. And if I remember trench from what I think it might have been, it might have been that, um, that map where you're in the field yard. Or it actually looks kind of new for a gunfight. And then I guess they've added a new ground war map, which is pretty nice. And then, of course, Captain Price, they came out with a new CR-56 AMAX. Ah, the Fennec, F-E-N-N-E-C. They... CR-56 AMAX, it kind of reminds me of a gun that was in Battlefield. Battlefield, it, it kind of makes me think of as uh, the Scorpion, I think is what it is. Battlefield for the Scorpion. It was that gun that just fired like, uh, what was it? it? It was like a mag dump. Um Oh man, what was that score? Really, I gotta turn my stupid little light on here. This is ridiculous because I can't see. Scorpion. You ever, uh, yeah, the CZ3A1. I don't know if you guys, uh, ever remember the CAZ, uh, the Scorpion Evo CZ3A1 SMG. That little thing just, and it was done. It kind of reminds me of that, but it's not exactly that. It's more of a 5.56. Five, uh, apparently, there's a 50-on-50 Warzone Rumble match that is coming up. Whereas I, I think it'd be like a, a massive multiplayer 50-on-50. 50 50. That could be really cool. There's some other... You know, obviously, it's got all the purchases and all that cool stuff. Gaz is coming out. Totes my goats excited for that. 
Rose, R-O-Z-E is her name. I am really, really digging the fact that they are just putting out so many different operators with so many different names and so many different sexes. I mean, they, they had the guy who had the amputated leg. They've got a bunch of female characters out there. The one female character is a little hypersexualized. I am not a fan of that. I'm glad that they went away with it with Rose here. I I hate when they hypersexualize shit. It, it, it's annoying. You know, they've got the 50 cal coming out, the 50 cal Barrett coming out. That's freaking awesome. The Kalia sticks, which are basically like dueled batons. That's pretty baller. I actually saw some guy trying to use that. That was pretty awesome. You know, they got uh, uh, some other game modes, all or nothing. One in the chamber is coming back. One in the chamber was a blast. I loved one in the chamber. That that was so freaking fun. Team Defender, I'm not sure what that's going to be about, but I'm interested in that. And of course, they got a bunch of new weapon masteries and stuff like that. Like a lot of the challenges that they have out there right now are pretty awesome. And again, I think I was at like level 127 or something like that. And then they reset me to level 56. I do like how they do that. I really, I'm really a big fan of how they reset your rank and they, you know, you keep ranking up and you keep ranking up. So it's not always a constant, you know, it's not always a constant just, oh, you're, you're level 155. You, you've done everything you can do. I like how with each season, they give you enough stuff to accomplish to where if you're really being a completion, if you're really being a complete, I just realized this, uh, it's, they got another mode called, uh, BR realism. What is that? Battle Royale realism. I'd be interested to see what that is in Juggernaut Royale. Hmm. Cause the biggest thing that the biggest, the biggest issue that I had with the the biggest thing oh it actually gives us uh descriptions right here so i can just talk my dumb self out of that if i just scroll down a little bit bambi you'd, you'd see it um the biggest thing that, that i had to deal with before well i'll jump into that in a second because i'm getting sidetracked here and i do apologize but with call of duty i really like how they give you enough like i'm really liking how they give you enough stuff to get through like even if you are not buying the battlefield pass you still rank up at the battlefield, and so it's new stuff that you can achieve. It's new things that you can get to, and and you know, like there's a lot of fun. They're they're making it fun and interesting. It's no longer you hit 155, and then they slowly roll out stuff. They're actually giving you a bunch of stuff, and I like the fact that everything is basically free. I mean, you might have to buy some of the character things, some of the character, you know, the character unlocks. You do have to purchase the battle pass. But I mean, like $10 to unlock, I mean, in all honesty, if you really play the game and you really get down to it, like how I did this this last season where I really wasn't able to play a whole bunch, but I was able to unlock 75 tiers on my own. I did have to buy the last like 25 tiers with some skips that I had and with some coins that I unlocked. But to be able to unlock 75 different things, whether it be skins, you know, character models and stuff like that. All for like 10 bucks. It's not that, like, it's an amazing freaking deal. You know, 10 bucks, we're going to give you like seven new characters. Well, well uh, you know, I mean, e even if we look at it this way, Captain Price has got four different skins that he can have. So I unlocked one Captain Price with four different skins. I unlocked another warrior with a couple other skins. There was uh, six new mill sims for the Alliance. And then... Like, I think it's like six new skins 
for the allegiance or the allegiance. Uh, there was a, you know, even for the military operators, like they're giving you that stuff, that shit for 10 bucks. Like the amount of stuff that they're giving you for like a $10 extension is actually pretty goddamn good. Like, I mean, yeah, you got to pay for it. Not a lot of people like that. The fact that you just paid 60 bucks for a game, you're having to, to pay for even more stuff. But I mean, to me, it's really kicking off on a high note where it's like, dude, the amount of money that you pay for, you know, the $10 season to unlock a bunch of stuff that people probably put a decent amount of time and effort into is actually pretty awesome. I mean, look at what we're getting. We're getting one, two, three, uh, four new maps. The potential for three new operate three new operators, and if we're going with the the standard skin rate, where you can unlock four new skins for each operator, um, that's uh, eight and eight is 16, uh, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. So you're getting twelve new skins, four four new weapon types, a bunch of new game modes, and a bunch of other like, dude, that is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I'm thoroughly stoked for it. Um, and then tier one is uh, uh, obviously pri uh, price cap and price with night vision googles. That's always awesome. Uh, so we were talking about the other thing that I was really interested about in Call of Duty is the, um, the, the thing that I don't really like about Call of Duty is that, I mean, I understand that Call of Duty is going to be core with Warzone because could you imagine just being reached out and touched once and then you die from hardcore? I want them to maybe up it a little bit to where like if you have like each plate, you know, like if, okay, this would be a cool idea, you know, because you, you dump, you know, I've, I've dumped about 20 rounds into somebody to down them. That's kind of a lot when you take it, when you take somebody like me who plays a lot of hardcore mode. So, I mean, maybe, okay, so you start off with just no plates at all. You're in hardcore mode, you know, two bullets, a bullet or two will drop you depending upon how close you are with somebody. Okay, well, what about this? One, you know, one plate of armor is another bullet or two, depending upon where it hits you. A second plate of armor is another bullet or two. So that way, by the time you get four plates in you, that would be six, seven, eight, eight rounds. That's, you know, a quarter of a magazine or so. You know, be, I am, I'm just, I'm not the biggest fan of the way that they do stuff with Call of Duty. I mean, I get it. A headshot is a headshot, but I'm super realism. I'm super realistic. And I just, it, it, I understand why they, I understand. I completely understand why they do what they do, but I just think that they maybe, maybe need to make a tweak for maybe like a hardcore war zone to where, you know, it does, you're not a bullet sponge and, you know, it's one of those things where you can play more realistically. So anyways, talking about some of the new game modes that they have, cause I was like, what is team defender? Team defender is a single player must hold the flag while their teammates defend them. Use communication, intel, and powerful kill streaks to counter the opposition. So it's kind of like capture the flag, but somebody holds on the flag. Uh, one in the chamber. Everyone knows what that is. All or nothing is a free-for-all mode. Players have um, have limited armaments, only a handgun and a throwing knife. Aim with precision and get the most kills to claim victory. Oh, so it's basically like a pistols free-for-all. That's kind of cool. Uh, the new weapons, the Rytec AMR, which is the 50 cal. The Cali Sticks are Cali Sticks. New Warzone Contact, Juggernaut Royale, Battle Royale, Moad, 
Battle Royale mode variant. The massive multiplayer killstreaks drop into Verdansk. Three airdropped care packages specifically hold the Juggernaut suit. Head to one of the locations to capture and don the Juggernaut. Once you have it on, you'll have a higher health, a minigun, and a sweet music track to accompany. I've always wondered what the music track of was it the sad but was it sad but true by Metallica? Because that would be bad. Us. Um, I'm I I I'm sure I've mentioned this a thousand times before on my podcast, but I grew up loving Metallica. I love sad but true. No matter what kind of a day I'm having, even if it's the shittiest day in the entire world, if I throw on some Metallica, especially sad but true. Dun, 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 and they're just dun, 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 dun. I'm headbanging right then and there I'm 30 seconds into it no big deal um, you'll still be able to ride in vehicles and climb ladders and you have zero fall damage that's awesome um, if any of the juggernauts are sent to the gulag after a brief the new juggernaut oh so basically it's juggernauts you, the whole job is to gang up on the juggernauts and stuff like that uh, realism, realism in Warzone follows the same rules as multiplayer. Minimal HUD deal increased headshot damage, and okay, so basically it's like their realism mode where it was basically core, but with it was core, core damages, but with no, with no HUD and all that bullshit. All right, that's that's whatever. And then I didn't watch the trailer, but I, you know, I, you're getting Captain Price. What? What wrong is there? What you know? What what horrible thing is there to, to deal with? So, whatever. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming up with Call of Duty Season Four. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm I'm hoping that they move to a hardcore mode, of uh, you know maybe a, you know maybe they 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 take it and go okay let's do a hardcore war zone where it's hardcore rules. You know you can definitely put armor in there. That might be interesting. Speaking of battle royales, I won two battle royales in Fortnite. <laughs> uh, one of my friend's kids plays a lot of Fortnite. She heard about my podcast. She's watched me stream a couple of times, which I thought was dope. Uh, you know that that you know uh, a kid of of their age would watch you know an old crusty fart like me play some video games and stuff like that. That was that was kind of cool to see, um, and like that's really awesome. When you can impress upon a younger generation about all the awesomeness that you think you're doing, and so you know, my friend hit me up and she's like, "Hey, you, uh, you want to try playing? A, you know, my kid wants to play some Fortnite with you." All right, I'm not the biggest fan of Fortnite, but uh, you know, let's go. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's Terra. I it, Terra. I uh, we'll just say that yeah, because I did the I did the Fortnite uh, video with her or the Fortnite podcast with her where I explained Fortnite when her kid loves it. And her kid is amazing. Like I, like how I carry people in call of duty. That's how she carried me. So she carried me through to two battle Royale victories with one of her little friends, uh, who wasn't an annoying little kid. Cause I, I know that you always like, you come into like call of duty lobbies and all this stuff like that. Like she's on point, you know, she, she yells out instructions and like, it's so awesome. Cause like when I'm like six o'clock, you know, contact, contact six o'clock or contact three o'clock, she knows what I'm talking about because Tara's from that military family. I was like, that is so dope. So her kid is props, props to, you know, props to her, to her little uh, kid kiddo for carrying my dumb, 
my dumbass through to two battle royale victories. I thought that was pretty awesome. And then, you know, she's she's trying to help me teach. She's trying to teach me how to play Fortnite and stuff like that. But it's always really weird because, like, I always want to play Call of Duty with her. But it's really hard to get her to play Call of Duty with me because she usually hits me up first and is like, Hey, uh, you know, Bambi, Jared, do you want to play some Fortnite with me? And I'm like, Yeah, I could, I could deal with some cartoony stuff tonight. You know, I can, I can lay off the, the Call of Duty for a little bit. So it's always kind of interesting how I end up playing Fortnite with her kiddo instead of playing the Call of Duty that I would hope to play with her. Ain't nothing wrong with Fortnite. I, I've, I'm getting a new appreciation for it with how uh, amazing that kid is at building. I can't build with freaking garbage. I am... <laughs> Let me flank a couple people. Um, she's she's really good at drawing fire away and, and being the predominant thing because there's there was a couple times where I was able to actually sneak around and she was, you know, she'll hit people head on and then I, you know, I come into the side and just blap, blap in the dome and take them out because I'm real good at taking my time with some dome shots. Uh, you know, give me give me a couple seconds in a game that I'm learning and I can line that dome shot up and, you know, I'll inflict 150 damage on you and, you know, when she's taking you down to like 50 damage or, you know, 75 damage, yeah, we'll, we'll knock you out as a team. So we're, we're pretty pretty good at that, pretty awesome with that. Um, I did uh, on, on the Facebook page, and I think I actually did throw it up on my YouTube where I, I threw up some, some of the Fortnite... Uh, Fortnite, I think it's just called the Fortnite... Um, Fortnite highlights. Shameless plug here, Parrot Gaming, YouTube, Parrot Gaming. Uh, it sounds exactly like it is, and then you'll see my three little Goombas sitting there. And if my channel loads here, uh, no, I didn't. I guess I'll, uh, I might have to, might have to throw that up there. The, the Fortnite highlights. It's, it's like a, it's like a three-minute clip or something dumb. I, I really didn't. I'm not that good at Fortnite yet to where I have these awesome clips. But yeah, so uh, I might go ahead and throw that up here later on for you guys to kind of watch my dumb self. And then, you know, I've been learning a lot from her. We've been doing these uh, solo matches where it's like me and a couple of her friends just playing in, in, a, in a little battle royale free-for-all between like the four or five of us. And it's it's pretty fun to sit there and, you know, be able to take out like two or three people who are like, oh, you know, Parrot Gaming, you know, okay, he ain't, he ain't garbage. He's just this old man trying to hang with us kiddos. And I'm just blap, blap. Yeah, what's up, son? And then, like, I'll get murdered because they'll be building their tower, and I'm just like, I can't compete with that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> but, man, can those kids build quick. Holy shit, Bricks. I feel just dumb and slow. I'm just like, I can shoot you from, like, you know, blah, blah, you know? And, like, I, I, I was even challenging, uh, you know, I even challenged her kid. Her kid was building something. I'm like, it's just me and you, girl. Let's go. Let's, you know, it's like, let's, come on, bring it. You know, none of this open combat stuff. Just blah, blah. All right, well, you are way better than I thought you were. Thank you, and you know I'll take the loss on that. And uh, some of her friends too will be like, "Oh, it's you know it's okay, Bambi. We'll, we'll, you know, take your time building." And it's it's like, "Yo, dogs, like, come on, man, like, <laughs> give the old man some time. He sucks." So it, it's been fun playing Fortnite with her. I really really enjoy with enjoy it. And I never thought for a game that I swore I would never play, I officially won my first battle royale in. And, like, we constantly place, like, 10th or higher whenever we play in there. And then there are a lot of really cool games that you can play in Fortnite. Like, like there's a Simon Says Twister. That, oh, my God. For, like, I'm I am really surprised what, what the kids can do and, and what all the people who... I mean, even not just the kids, but I am just thoroughly impressed with Fortnite. So, 
to uh, the special little listener out there who, uh, you know, who sometimes listen to my podcast or, you know, even Tara, you can, you can go ahead and give the shout out to the minion there. Thank you for teaching me Fortnite. Thank you for helping me through it. And thank you so much for being a mentor and my sensei. I got to get you to play some Call of Duty with me because I want to show you what what. And I want to show you that Bambi is really good at video games. He's not just an old man trying to keep up with everybody. Um, so a- another new game. I-, I found two new games that are kind of interesting. Uh, one game is called Surviving Mars. It's more of a... Uh, it's more of a, it's, it's a very, it, you're basically, you're landing on Mars trying to create a complex for humans to exist on. It's, it's like a cross between the Sims and, uh, civilization and, uh, and, and a whole bunch of other old games. Uh, it is fun. It's not that bad, but I was coming across this game the other day called the cycle. The cycle is a new twist on the battle Royale game. Uh, the cycle is Basically, it's a PvP game where it's kind of a little bit of CSGO or Counter-Strike, for those who don't know. Counter-Strike mixed with a PvE environment as well as a little bit of a PvP environment with a twist on the Battle Royale. So basically, the game is this. You're a prospector. And as a prospector, you need to harvest minerals, you need to harvest animal stuff, and you also need to uh, collect data and stuff like this on this giant planet that, you, that you've landed on. And as you run around and you collect the materials and you play against the environment, you also have to worry about other prospectors, which is where the PvP comes into play. So not only are there monsters attacking you and shit like that, which can be ridiculously hard... Um, but then you have, you know, you could have some D bag coming along and trying to shoot you where you're trying to mine the, you know, mine crystals or something like that. And you can also, you know, have these alien creatures attack you as well too. So it's kind of, it's pretty difficult and the map is big enough to where you don't really encounter that many people. You can die and you get one retry, you get one real life, uh, uh, it's a basically an emergency restart where you can come back and, and do stuff. And then in, instead of the storm closing around you to be the final people there, a drop ship will randomly land somewhere within, within the map. And then you have about three to five minutes to get from wherever you are in the map to the landing zone to clear the landing zone and then get on the spaceship uh, that'll take you off planet. And, you know, obviously getting off planet is going to be a big positive for you. It's going to give you more points. But like with the aspect of Counter-Strike, you start off with a pistol. The more things you mine, the more people you kill, the more creatures you think do, the more interactive stuff that you do in the PvE environment, the more money you make. The more money you make, the more weapons that you can buy. And as you work for specific factions, you can start unlocking more weapons and you can start upgrading your weapons and you can start doing a lot of cool stuff. The only problem that I have with the game is it forces you into a player versus player environment. A lot of these big battle royale games do have the player versus environment. You know, look at Fortnite. They have the save the world. Look at, uh, you know, PUBG. Well, I'm not even sure. I've really never played PUBG. 
but you know a lot of the games that have this player versus environment stuff they make it they make a mode where it's cooperative where you work together with people to accomplish a mission this kind of infuses it all i like it a lot but i really wish that there was like a I really wish that there was kind of like a thing where you had to agree to a duel, like in uh, World of Warcraft. And I think I was actually talking to Tara about this the other day, where that was something that she had brought up because I was talking about. I was talking about that, and she's like, "Oh, like you mean Warcraft, where you have to agree to a duel?" And I think that would be kind of interesting, where you know they have like a player versus environment because the player versus environment mode that they have now. It is a practice run. You don't make any money. You don't gain any materials. You don't rank up. It, it's just a practice environment. You don't actually gain rank and skill and stuff like that to unlock new weapons and, and, and the like. And I'm like, that's not like, I mean, I get why we practice and stuff like that. But sometimes I don't want to have to fight all my friends. I don't want to have to be, you know, just blat, blat that guy from across the map. And and a lot of times, if I'm in these big open environments, I'm not the best. I really am not the best, especially in new games. Like, you put me in a Call of Duty with a Call of Duty map and give me a warm-up game or two, I might be able to kick your fucking ass and and just annihilate you. Like, I had this... Um, I, gotta have, I gotta tell you about this. Uh, I'll tell you about my little interaction with a dude online that was absolutely hilarious. Um, I was able to get him. It was an angry gamer, and I turned I turned him to a non-angry gamer. But anyways, so I'm sitting there, and you know, like this guy comes out of nowhere and just starts blasting me, and I'm like, dude, that's cool and all, but like, I'm just not the best at some of these games, and it's it's really frustrating. It's really really frustrating when you're trying to do something in an environment, uh, like a player versus environment, and somebody just comes and says blah 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 blah. It starts messing up your day, and it, I don't. It's it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I don't like the PvP mode. PvP is always a PvP modes are great. You know, player versus player. I love those modes. I think there's a lot of modes can be awesome and fun. But one of the biggest things that really irks my chain is that when they when they splice a lot of things together, it can be really fun. But it's like, bro, you got to have that player versus environment. Like maybe. You know, instead of the full 100% XP, only let me earn 80% XP or something like that towards things where if I if I complete all this stuff, I get 100 XP in the PvP environment. Whereas if I just do a player versus environment, I only get like 80 you know 80 experience or something like that. So it to me, it's not. I just I just kind of wish that you know they they didn't have just the set. Hey, you have to do this. This is what it is. But don't get me wrong. That is my one and only complaint about the game, The Cycle. The Cycle is an absolutely fantastic game. The creatures are vivid. It's got that smooth texture a lot. You know, it's like kind of a mix up between uh, Joyride and Fortnite. And uh, just, every, oh my God. It's free on Steam. Or free on Epic Games, or it has been, or or it was. Holy banana sandwich, though. I see this as one of the, like, I see this because it's a very fresh take. It will take the fuck off. I almost guarantee you that this cycle will take off. It is, it is an absolutely fantastic, very well-polished game that is in alpha right now. I love it. 
I just wish that they had a player versus environment where you could gain XP or have like a, a 30 person, a 30 or 40, a 30 or 50 person map where, you know, you can run in and it's all player versus environment. You can't do any PVP stuff. So it's, yeah, to, to me, it's one of those things where I really wish that they would make that mode, but I would still give the game a nine out of 10. I fucking love the game it is fantastic i would highly encourage you to get it it's for p it's it's for uh, pc users so that's really that's you know that's what you have to use it on but i i guarantee if they could port this over to xbox or something like that or playstation <laughs> this is this is, it's gonna take off so the cycle just like a bicycle c-y-c-l-e the cycle I, I mean it's logo if i can grab it here real fast the blah, blah, blah. the logo looks like a it's a C but it looks like it's got a diamond ring on it so that's um, it's light blue it's teal it's it's a fun game I I think I even posted some gameplay up on it uh, not too long ago where I actually tried the game out it like I said it was it was a very fun game uh, the only other complaint that I have is that the loading times are really really slow but oh yeah I did um, I'm Oh, wow, I've had about two people watch it thus far. I don't know how much I actually watched it. That's kind of impressive. But yeah, the Cycle Early Access Gameplay is what it's called on Parrot Gaming Productions. Again, Parrot Gaming Productions, YouTube. You'll see my three little goombers, goombers there as, as the the little, you know, the little thing. But yeah, it, it's very fun. But again, uh, the loading times are shit. Like, it takes like three or four minutes to get into a match. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I know it's a very early access game, so it's not that bad. Um... All right, so we're gonna move on to the next part here. Uh, the gamer that I made really mad. So to kind of give you a little bit of background, there's three objectives that I had to meet. You know, your daily objectives, and one of my daily objectives was that I had that I was going to, uh, I had to get like I had to get like ten or fifteen RPG kills or something like that, and I decided, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and grab my RPGs. I'm just gonna start using them in a map. And it was on shootout. So in shootout, we were playing, and a lot of people were sitting downrange on those little on the little ledges where they can snipe. You know the little snipers where they look down that alleyway. And I was blowing some of them up. So this dude, who I've been blowing up and killing quite a lot with my RPGs, goes, "You're gay for using an RPG." I was like, "Why, thanks, brother. Why, thanks, bro. Your kind words during this time of suffering are a warm welcome to hear. Bless your heart, child." You know, just doing that old southern thing. And I kept smoking him with an RPGs. He goes, quit using it. I go, not until I get my XP. You can back out. And, you know, you know that old saying, if you don't like it, you can fuck right off. You know, we're all playing this game together. You can back out. And he goes, or stop using it so my ratio doesn't go down. And what he's referring to there is his KD ratio. Kills versus death. And I, you know, of course, retorted back. If all you care about are your stats, go be in esports. I can't have a goal to it. I can't help that I have a goal to achieve. If you don't like it, go outside and play catch or something like that. It's not my issue, homie. The dude goes, same with you, dog. I'm trying to get platinum for my SMGs. And I kind of responded with, then instead of being a donkey, try being nice about it. We all got our goals that we want to achieve. And mine happened to be, oh, here it is. Get three kills with a gay RPG in three different matches. I don't like it any more than you do. Sorry you're on the receiving end of my boom boomstick more than once. If you ever need a decent backup, I'm good for it. Get uh, get you that freaking platinum. Oh, I'd also be playing catch or be playing disc golf right now, but the weather is not ready. Uh, the weather's not good here. 
as well as none of my friends wants to go out and play. So blame them for me having to use the RPG and you getting it. And he goes, got me there. So the biggest thing here is don't be a jackass. Like, I've got a goal that I have to complete. I'm not just running around with RPGs because I like it. I'm running around to get RPGs because I need three kills with an RPG in three different matches. I have to achieve a goal. I want to achieve that goal. This is the match that I just decided to start. And if you're on the receiving end of my RPGs, you can fuck right off. I don't care if I've killed you two or three times. You can always back out if you don't want it. Go ahead and rage quit. But I'm going to get what I need to get done and I'm going to continue doing. Doesn't also help that the RPGs were a nice way to reach out and touch somebody down the alleyway because some of them people that snipe in that alleyway, holy shit, are they good. So what I do is I, you know, come around the corner, blap, you know, send RPG down there, take out the two or three guys sitting up top there and go, yeah, bro, not my fault. You know, not my problem. Not my problem at all. So that was, uh, that was my little back and forth with a, with a with a demon or some you know kind of angry gamer that turned out to not be so angry which was kind of nice not gonna lie i like i like when i can take somebody who's like an angry gamer and turn them into somebody who's not so much of an angry gamer i however was a little upsetty spaghetti with a little company by the name of doordash uh so doordash um doordash is amazing i've Thoroughly loved using DoorDash. I've used them quite a few times already. And let me tell you this. DoorDash, I've used them like the in the like about five to seven times in the last two weeks to order some food. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been ordering out a little bit more than I normally should, but I, I, I like it. You know, I'm, I'm giving somebody maybe a job that, you know, I'm giving, you know, I always tip quite nicely about, about five to ten bucks or something like that. And it's always really kind of cool the way that they do stuff, you know, that like they're, they're very anti-contacty when they deliver something like they'll open up their bag. I can reach inside, grab my bag and go, or they just, you know, they knock on my door, leave it on my doorstep and walk away. Contactless delivery systems, which is awesome. Here's the debacle. They are consistent as a motherfucker. So for the last like five to seven orders that I've had in the last two weeks, Super fun, super easy, super convenient for sure. They always get my food in 20 minutes or less, even sometimes under 15 minutes. So it's really insane that they do it so freaking fast. Every time I order with DoorDash, it is so fast. So I decided to do a little something special today. Um, so just to kind of give it a little background, I have to take medication every time I eat. It just It's some kind of anti-nausea medication that helps me be able to eat a little bit more often. So every time I take my medication, it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to, to kick in. And when DoorDash delivers my food in 20 minutes or less, or even sometimes within 15 minutes or like 10, 15 minutes in between ordering, I go, okay, well, I'll just take my medication at a, you know, at a specific time. And then I'll, you know, I'll be able to eat and stuff like that. Well, here's the problem. When I get my medication, I still have like I still have like 15, 20 minutes left on my meds before it get, kicks in, and my food sits here. I know super first world problems, not that big of a deal, but it's one of those things where I like to time I like to time my meals where it's like okay, if I'm gonna make this for dinner, I can start making this, pop my medication, and then by the time everything is done, I can just sit down and eat and call a day, and I don't have to wait for my medication to kick in. So when I uh, when I when I'm doing the door the DoorDash, I thought I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know kind of do a little uh, something fancy here. 
So I take my medication, fifteen. I take my medication fifteen minutes early. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take it at the. I'll take it fifteen minutes before I order. I'll order, and then my food should be here within fifteen minutes. Here's the freaking problem. The one-time DoorDash decided to actually do the 20 to 30 minute order time that they usually say that they're going to do, that they don't adhere to at all. They actually decide to adhere to it. So instead of waiting another 10, 15 minutes for me to get my, you know, to get my stuff, it took them the actual half an hour to get everything. So I didn't technically have to wait to begin with. I could have just done the normal thing I did with DoorDash, but it's always that thing. Like, have you ever been like super Cons- like you have that consistent, that consistency, and then you bet on that consistency and you're like, you're going to do things the right way. And then the one time you take that consistency for granted, you go, Oh, they aren't consistent with that thing. That's what DoorDash was like for me. And that's how my life usually goes. Like I could, like, I have a coworker that I, that I work with. They constantly drink diet Coca-Cola all day, every day. Every time I check over to look at their desk, they have a Diet Coke sitting on their desk. It's what they have with every meal. I'm always seeing cans on their desk. Diet Coke is their freaking thing. If I just go, hey, Sydney, or you know whoever my coworker might be, I bet you 15 bucks. So and so's got a you know so and so's got a Diet Coke. I'm not taking that bet. You're crazy. You know but that's how consistent somebody is. Like DoorDash. I, I've been ordering from them and they always do it within like 10, 15 minutes. Well, the one time that I count on that consistency or the one time I bet on it, I lose. It's, I know it's super first worldly problem, but I wanted, like I said, I wanted to keep things kind of light and everything else like that here, uh, especially during this podcast. So yeah, eh. what, 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 you know, what are you going to, what in the hell are you going to do? Whoops. Yeah. Got in a little contact with that there. My bad. But I mean, it's, you know, when you, when you have that consistency and you really work towards that consistency to be a consistent thing, and then you don't do that consistency, it kind of irks my chain a little bit, but it's, that's not a big deal. I, uh, I've actually been watching, I well not watching, talking about consistent. I like to rewatch TV, TV series, um, especially when I kind of forget what they are all about. I decided to rewatch a TV show called The Witcher. There's a girl that plays Tissaia, and I'm probably going to horribly pronounce it here, Mayana Burning. I don't know who she is, but her character arc and the way that she helps the... Uh, she's she's a lead... Um, She's a lead mage teaching Yennefer, uh, a.k.a. Anya Charlotra, whatever. All I know is that Tissaia's character arc and the way that she helps build Yennefer is truly amazing. Like, it is one of the coolest little, coolest little arcs within that series that I like, that it shows. And it, the, the way Mayana Burning is, I mean, it doesn't help that she's a badass chick. You know, I just, I really like that arc. That's just a little side story that I I thought was kind of cool because we were talking about, you know, being consistent and badassery, and badassery with being consistent. And then I 
don't know why, but I went off on that tangent. But yeah, Mayana Burring, Burning, Burring, whatever your last name is, you're pretty awesome. I mean, you've really got, you know, top chick down like that. Your your look was fairly well. So, you know, who rated the costume department? Hooray for your looks and everything else like that. I think they picked a really good person for that. And I'm I'm really kind of ex- I'm I'm really hoping that before all this coronavirus bullshit, they were able to film enough stuff to to kind of get the Witcher going and, and get season two at least in the works so they can maybe release a couple episodes. That would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really I'm in, really interested to see where Tissaia uh, kind of goes with her arc, and then of course Yennefer, and of course you know Geralt of Rivera. Rivera, Rivia. I cannot pronounce any of that shit for anything. I always thought it was Geralt. Well, no, it's Geralt of Rivea, uh, the butcher of Blaviken. Like half the things that they pronounce, I just I can't pronounce it all either. It's it's freaking ridiculous. I just <laughs> so I just I let them. I let you know if anyone's like, hey, what about this? I always just go, yeah, no, that's that. So no worries. Um, this uh, this last week though with uh, not being able to pronounce things. Um, talking about that, I helped teach a friend of mine how to disc golf. Uh, so I, I had one of my uh, one of my old friends pop on by and they they were they were in they were in point for a little while and I, I had asked them, I was like, hey, do you want to go disc golfing? And I gotta say that I'm a bit envious because my friend, uh, obviously, who I I don't want to mention because they didn't give me the you know they didn't give me their permission to be announced on the podcast. My friend is pretty damn good. I think they are pretty awesome at it. Because uh, when I first learned how to disc golf, I could throw the hell out of a disc. You know, I, I could go I could go two three hundred feet with it. You know, it might be a hundred hundred feet straight, but then another hundred fifty to two hundred feet to the left. You know, so I had the power behind it. So I really had to learn how to throw in a straight line or how to, you know, have an arc or a, I, we were watching some YouTube videos and trying to figure out how things work, but there's like a hyzer or I, I don't know what they call it. Uh, but I'll just use golfing terms cause that's what I know. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a pretty wicked S curve where I, it shifts right a little bit or shifts left swings, right. And they'll come nice. So I, uh, the way I throw my disc is I throw front forehand, I think is what it's called, where I, you know, I throw from my right side to my right. I don't pull it back like a normal Frisbee. I don't do that. I I throw it the opposite way. Um, and so I've got this nice little S curve where it kind of curves a little to the right, comes or curves a little to the left, comes back to the right, and then it finishes out like a nice little backwards S. Um, the friend of mine throws the right way that a lot of people throw, uh, you know, where they, they bring it back to their body and they throw it like a normal Frisbee or a normal disc. And, uh, they've got this nice little, I think it's a fade because you fade to the left, draw to the right. Uh, they've got a nice little fade to the left. They don't throw it very far, maybe, you know, 20 to 50 feet. They don't really have the power that they need to, but they've got the straightness down. And the reason why I'm a bit envious of that is because when you can get when you can get your accuracy down and you're able to, to have that accurate toss, you don't really need to worry about power. Because if you can go, well, it's a dog leg, dog leg right. I want to put it right about here. You can do those little baby steps and you'll be right there. 
Whereas somebody who's more of a happy Gilmore like myself, that I'll drive it, you know, it's a little bit hard for me to go, okay, I'm going to curve it around here. And I've only been playing for like two or three years, uh, very sporadically for two or three years because I, I don't like going alone. I mean, even though I live like half a mile from a disc golf course, I think I only live like a mile from a disc golf course. It, you know, it's definitely one of those sports that you want to play with a friend. Um, it's not it's not a very open course. It's more it's a bit more technical. It's not as wide open as I would like it to be. But that that was the the course that we played was one of the wide open courses that we have there. Because we actually have a couple courses around where I live. We have a very technical, very skillful. Um, I think it's uh, maybe like a thirty eight hole course. It's got a weird number. I don't know why it's weird. Uh, we've got a semi technical but a little bit more open course, which is where I live by. And then we have a very easy open beginners course. Um, and we played the very open beginners course, but my friend had that straightness down. You know, they were able to to toss it, you know, 50 feet or so each time, you know, and, and they got really frustrated with me where I was bombing. And I was really bombing some of my drives, just putting them down the fairway, doing these nice little S curves, going up and over a tree, you know, going around trees and stuff like that. And they're like, man, why can't I do what you do? And I was like, well, here's the thing. You've got the accuracy down. If you can get your power down and you continue to keep the accuracy with you throwing, those little dog leg rights and stuff like that, when uh, when you walk through the disc golf course with me where I was having some trouble, you know, fading left and drawing right, you're going to be able to handle that very, very easily and be able to just kind of go up and around, you know, where it's like, oh, I need to do a nice little fade here. You can do that fade and drop it into the pin, whereas I'm doing, you know, two tiny little putt-putt shots, one to go nice and straight to where I can see the pin, and then one to get it close or to try to put it in. I'm at two strokes, whereas you've thrown the one fade around, and you're already sitting there nice and pretty for, you know, maybe even a decent-sized putt. So I tried to explain to my friend how awesome that would be. I was like, hey, look, listen, you really want to start off with accuracy, because that's one thing my brother Justin decided that he wanted to teach me was he's like, don't worry so much about the power, but I'm a powerhouse kind of guy. I'd rather drive it 300, you know, 300 yards like in golf and then, you know, try to putt, putt, fuck, fuck to try to figure the game out. Um, so it, it's definitely one of those things where I don't mind having a bad short game because I'll get it there and I'll put it, you know, I'll get it in in just as many takes as you did. But I, you know, I, I like to be able to outdrive everybody and everything. So it's, it's, it's always kind of awesome. But I really was, was explaining to my friend about how accuracy is the key to everything. If you can be accurate first and gain the power second, it makes life so much more easier in the game of disc golf or any, any kind of you know sport before you know, start off with accuracy and then build to the power. Because if you start off with wild power, I mean, like with some of the throws that I have when I'm warming up, my friend was like, God, baskets, you're really going to have to go look in the, you know, the woods for that. And it's like, well, yeah, for sure. Uh, because I'm just a mad powerhouse, you know, I, my accuracy isn't the best. And I just maybe started discing like two weeks ago again, and you know, for the off season from the off season. So I, I really impressed it upon my friend that they were on the right track and I really looking forward to them. And I did, I did end up giving him three discs. So that was kind of cool. I, uh, I got him three different, three of my old discs and, uh, I think they'll, they'll be pretty pleased with it. And I can't wait to play some more disc golf when they get back. I did. We, we actually did find a really, really chewed up disc uh, that I thought would be really cool to have. It was a very nice kind of clear plastic driver. It's not the not the kind of distance driver that I would normally get. 
But uh, I took it out. And I saved it for another day, and uh, apparently a dog had been chewing at it or some some garbage like that. Because I threw it, and it caught my finger and almost ripped my finger open. So that was that was kind of horrible. But hey, I you know I had a had a poop ton of fun. I was really excited to play disc golf with an old friend of mine. Got to learn a new couple of tricks. Got to see how they play. Got to get outside. Got to get a little bit of a tan, as much as this uh, pasty white, you know, German can get a tan. And it it was awesome. It was it was a very very good week. I just got done with my staycation, too. Um, my staycation was real fun. I played a butt ton of video games. Played disc golf about three or four times. Uh, you know, I really got to to recenter myself. Really got to hang out with the crew. They were really excited to not have me sit on the phones and stuff like that. But we're back in the grind and I've got eight days of work. I just completed Friday because I'm doing Friday to Friday. So I got a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the entire week. And then I'm finally off the next week. But I mean, having seven days off and then having to work eight days isn't too bad. So, you know, that's, uh, that's the positivity all this week and the, the excitement and the hoorah. And once you know it, we're at about the 53 minute mark here. <laughs> so, this podcast was brought to you by absolutely nobody because nobody sponsors me. But like I said, if you want to sponsor me, get me like a $15 gift card for Subway or a $15 gift card for Herbert's and Gerberts or Noodles and Company. And I will shamelessly give you a, you know, you, you can make up a commercial or I, I'll, you know, I'll say anything. I don't care. Sponsor me. Get me free food. I'm a fat kid. I love free, free fat. Blah, 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 blah. So remember... If you want to be a sponsor, Parrot Gaming Productions, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, and you can get in contact, you know, you type in Parrot Gaming Productions in Facebook, you'll, it'll pull up the group, you know, you'll see me there, Jared, I'm the fat, sweaty looking kid who looks like he's, he was sitting down because uh, he decided to disc golf in about 85 degree weather with no food, no breakfast, and decided to walk about 15 holes or about, I think it was like 12 holes or something like that that we walked, me and my buddy Brandon. We did 12 holes in the middle of the woods in about 85 degree weather with mosquitoes and nasty. Oh, God, it, it was still fun. It was an excellent course. I would highly recommend anybody play it if they come into the area that I'm playing in. It's fan-freaking-tastic. But yeah, like I said, if you want to be a sponsor, Herberts and Gerberts, Subway, or... Uh, Noodles and Company, $15 gift cards. That's what it'll take. I'll give you a free two-minute slot where I'll say whatever you want to say. You write anything up, and I'll read it like it should be read. Anyways, this is where we're going to call it. You guys, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll leave the podcast for you here. I, I, I try not to be as jumpy as I, as I was because I know that was some critiquing that I got from one of, my, uh, one of my friends, 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 friends that listened to it. Oh, uh, somebody actually watched my YouTube videos and asked me if I could edit a couple of their videos and help make them some better videos. So I did get to do that, and I am thoroughly impressed that they liked my editing so much. So uh, to that person who started watching my videos and stuff like that and wants me to edit their videos to try, try to help them make uh, things look a little bit better, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to talk to you and, and, you know, if I, if I don't talk to you, I can show you how to use the programs and software and stuff like that if you want to. And, you know, we could rock and roll with it. But I know that, uh, I know that you don't have the kind of computer that I'm working with here, but I'd be more than happy to edit your stuff for you. It's fun. It's simple. It's easy. 
I'm not a master at it, but hey, whatever. So to everyone listening still at this 50, almost 56 minute mark now that I've been able to blab on for an extra couple of minutes, I freaking love your faces. I love you all. Please, please stay safe. As I've heard, you know, as we've heard, a lot of shit is on the rise right now. Shit is crazy out there. I love you all. Please, for the love of God, stay safe. And for all that is holy, because... I mean, I can't lose my five or six listeners. Let's face it, I just can't lose my five or six listeners. I don't want to lose you guys. Otherwise, I'm talking into dead space for absolutely nothing. But uh, I hope you guys are having fun. I hope you guys stay safe. Continue to do everything that you need to do to be safe. And I will see you guys next week.